0: Tony Russo, and this is A Bagel Manifesto, where I share stories about coming to terms with belief, culture, and the profound sense of loss that nobody really cares about bagels anymore. In this episode, I want to talk about orgone, a mystical element powered by such a strong delusion that it is embraced by conservative Christians and earth-based spiritualists alike. I can't think of one other talisman that crosses so many spiritual boundaries while essentially keeping its use. It features pretty heavily in my book, Dragged Into the Light, and whenever I speak with a book club or if a reader reaches out to me, many, if not most, of the questions have to do with why people believe in Oregon so desperately. The short answer is that they don't feel like they have any other choice. But I want to throw some what's at you before I get into the whys of Orgone. The odds are that you have seen some version of it. Think of the glass-looking colorful pyramids or pendants that are common in the knick-knack shops you see maybe on vacation. Uh, Sometimes they're multicolored. Sometimes they're clear with a different new agey symbol either embedded in them or attached to the outside. Sometimes they're lumps that are referred to as pucks, and those are made in cupcake trays. Google it if you have the time to kill, but I gotta warn you, you're going to spend a lot more time shopping for orgone than you ever had planned. And you might end up buying some. Lots of people do. I was one of them. Uh, So what is it? Orgone is supposedly a kind of energy. The pyramids and the other objects are vessels that capture and transmit this energy. Some people think of it as kind of a filter that turns negative energy like radio and cell phone waves into positive energy. Others think of it more as a beacon that amplifies positive energy to deflect or at least offset negative energy. Of course, since it is made up, orgone power can be whatever you want it to be. That is easily the most important and attractive thing about it. Orgone energy was popularized by Wilhelm Reich, He was a doctor of psychiatry turned madman or thief, depending upon your perspective. Uh, He claimed to have discovered it as part of his inquiry into sexual repression. Now, that is at least partially true. Reich worked at Sigmund Freud's Ambulatorium, and his insights into the relationship between sexual repression and psychosis endure to this day. But his passion for curing sexual repression either made him a little nuts or hamstrung his abilities to be a scientist. The shortest version possible is that Reich claimed that when people have orgasms, they experience pure orgone energy. They're like tapping into it. And he claimed to be able to harness this power using metal and crystals in a specially made box that he called an orgone accumulator. The idea was to create a greenhouse effect for orgone energy. For context, this was all going on in the early 20th century. Atomic energy and the expanding periodic table were introducing a formerly invisible world to science as well as to the general public, and it captured people's imaginations. Reich reportedly met with Einstein about his theories, but one of Einstein's research assistants debunked the orgone accumulator without much effort. Rather than accept that he might be wrong, Reich decided that science hadn't yet developed the tools necessary to measure orgone energy. To this day, people use orgone accumulator boxes and report an overwhelming sense of well-being after a session. I've spoken with people who get the same sense of peace from the various orgone totems that they have as well. Reich's adventures after that were many. Again, If you Google him, you can lose several hours of your day and part of your ability to tell truth from fiction. You can also even look into the still-in-operation Orgone Institute in Princeton, New Jersey. The upshot of his career, though, is when he started selling Orgone accumulators as a cancer cure, the FDA put him in jail, and he eventually died there while he was serving out his time. True believers claim it was an assassination by the New World Order who wanted to prevent the truth about Orgone from reaching the masses. The result is that in addition to regular New Agers, Orgone is the sacred object of choice among many conspiracy enthusiasts. If you speak with an Orgone enthusiast, they will rattle off all sorts of physics and electromagnetic facts about why it works to you. The only fact that matters is that it is all unsubstantiated or tangential. And that doesn't even matter, because once you start talking about orgone like it's a real energy source, the normal rules of conversation no longer apply. When I think about why people believe in orgone and in the orgone accumulator process, it reminds me of my acupuncture experience. I started getting panic attacks after my experience with the quit smoking drug Chantix. It was the only time I ever took a prescription where suicidal depression was listed as one of the side effects. I spent a brief period of time taking Zoloft to get the depression to go away, and the panic attack started not long after with a trip to the hospital. I thought I was having a heart attack. I'm mostly better now, and if pressed, I'd have to admit that the acupuncture was a significant part of that cure. I had been assured that acupuncture could help with my panic attacks, and as their frequency and strength increased, I tried acupuncture almost out of desperation. After my experience with Chantix and then with Zoloff, I was afraid to go for more chemical relief. The acupuncturist was a standard-issue white guy with an easy demeanor. I can't remember what he looks like anymore, so in my memories, he's played by Jeremy Piven. He was matter-of-fact about the weird gray space between art and science that acupuncture occupies, and that made me feel better, because I'm always a little afraid of true believers. He invited me to lay on the table and trained a heat lamp on my lower abdomen, explaining that the heat excited the bacteria that made serotonin in my gut. Then, he stuck needles in and around my earlobes, the common place to start with people having panic attacks. I can't remember whether he asked me to close my eyes, or if there was a blindfold provided, or whether I kept my eyes open the whole time, but I don't think that's significant. The point is that once I was fully pricked, he left me alone in the darkened room with soft classical music playing in the background. When the first session was over, he suggested that if I felt anxious between appointments, I could just put a heating pad on my stomach. Two sessions later, I was cured. To this day, if I'm feeling a little tweaky at bedtime, I use a heating pad, although I probably haven't done that for a year or more. What occurred to me after, though, was that if I had lain in a darkened room listening to classical music for half an hour under a warm light with one of those pointy birthday hats on my head, I still likely would have had the same effect. That was the very first thing I thought of when I heard how much people felt like they benefited from being in the orgone accumulator and, maybe to a lesser extent, focusing on the orgone pyramids and pendants and the like. I don't think of it as a placebo effect as much as I consider it um, the effect of an accidental meditation. If you can quiet your mind for long enough, you're always going to feel better. What's critical to remember is that there's nothing about the orgone that makes this happen. And here's where it gets a little dicey. I know that people listening believe in the power of crystals and even in the power of orgone specifically. I know that lots of people believe in the power of acupuncture And I don't want to begrudge them that, but I'm also beginning to suffer from belief indulgence fatigue. I mean, orgone is demonstrably made up. There is no anecdotal evidence that can overcome the fact that it was invented by the kind of person who was willing to sell false hope to the terminally ill. We gotta let that sink in for a second, because this isn't a difference of opinion. Orgone will not cure cancer. But its inventor would rather let people die than admit that he was wrong. And even though Orgon will not cure anything, it makes people feel like they have control and protection that doesn't exist. Or I guess you could say that's why it's so good at mitigating those threats. If you use Orgone to protect yourself from demons or from 5G waves, it is going to work because demons and 5G rays aren't real threats. But rather than admit that we are too impotent to protect ourselves in a world that is changing so very quickly, we concoct precautions that make us safe. We all have a deep and abiding sense of powerlessness that has only been heightened since the turn of the century. Addressing that powerlessness is complicated and difficult. Pretending that it isn't powerlessness, but something bigger and more nefarious is so much easier, and that's what makes it more attractive. And what's the most troubling is this attitude has gone way beyond the fringe and into the mainstream, where inventing cultural rights that we feel like we have to defend, or parroting complicated pseudoscience and history that we clearly don't have a grip on is often preferable to just accepting that we are frail and ignorant in the face of a shifting culture. I mean, Christ, I've been hiding in my house for two years now because there's literally nothing I can do to make this disease go away or to make other people take it seriously. It is absolutely infuriating precisely because it reminds me how little I matter and how much less my worries and even my life matters to people around me. If the pandemic has done nothing else, it has amplified my sense of my own insignificance. And that is a goddamn tough pill to swallow. So much so that it almost makes sense that people would rather live in denial. What's weird is how long and how enthusiastically many of us embraced a different kind of denial. But centuries of saying it is okay for people to believe whatever they want, regardless of sense or coherence, is finally taking its toll. Today, anyone can occupy a different reality whenever they want, and they can impose it on the rest of us. And really, what better time to do that than in the face of insurmountable evidence that you don't really matter? That's what I think is at the heart of all this destructive and self-destructive behavior from the anti-maskers to the January 6thers. I don't see crazy. I see wild impotence. I can't imagine being that terrified, like a wolf gnawing off its own foot, ignorant of the trap and consumed only by fear and blind self-preservation. I've written recently about seeing vaccine cures among the conspiracy crowd, which brings me full circle back to Oregon. In instances where people had to get vaccinated to keep their jobs, they're turning to pseudo-cures like orgone or sound and light therapy to filter out whatever bad juju the vaccine contains. You see, orgone can successfully protect people from all the ill effects of the vaccine in the same way it protects them from the negative energy of cell towers that are beaming all over the place. And that's the really frustrating part. There will always be made-up cures for made-up threats. A big part of this manifesto for me is learning to come to terms with being on the losing side of these cultural decisions. People being not only allowed, but also encouraged to believe whatever they want is one of the toughest ones for me so far. I'll admit that I never liked this idea that people's religious freedom meant they could believe whatever they wanted. So in this case... The hardest thing for me to come to terms with is my surprise that it has spun so far out of control. And given that it has, how difficult it is for me to at least accept it, to at least understand or to find some purchase where I can say, this makes sense. The closest I can come is to relate it to orgone, which is a made-up cure for a made-up problem. So what do you think? Even though I've been the only one talking for a while, I'd love to get your impression. You can shoot me an email at bytonyrusso at gmail.com, and if you want to send along a voice memo, I'd be happy to replay it and comment on it. I'll be back in two weeks, and I'll probably talk about flags some more because the flag thing's starting to drive me a little nuts. Uh, In the meantime, you can reach me on social media at buytonyrusso pretty much everywhere. And um, keep hanging tough, and keep the faith.